The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, April 23rd, if you're listening in your audio feed. So, happy birthday to my lovely wife, AK. She turned 40 today. Pretty exciting. If you are watching us on YouTube, do not wish her happy birthday because we record early Thursday, August, uh, August, April 22nd. You can uh, you can watch us on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. And we are live sometimes on Thursday afternoons for mailbags and uh, Sundays. We do Sunday afternoons. Ryan Wilson and I talk draft usually with somebody pops in. I think we're going to do a live. Are we going to do a live mock draft this Sunday? Like with, with four or five people, you, me, Traps, Josh Edwards, going to going to do some picks. Um, joining me now to do a mailbag, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, fellas? So I have a question, and uh, this came up on HQ on Thursday morning. Tommy Tran from California and, and uh, Brandon Baylor. Yeah, that's right. From I think Brandon's either from D.C. or Florida. Either way, they were doing the rock, paper, scissors based on what Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, said he was doing on Zoom calls with the players to gauge their competitiveness. And Tommy does it rock, paper, scissors, and I've grown up doing rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I do right? one, two, three, shoot. Yeah, exactly. So, no not, one does. You, why would you say rock, paper, scissors? That's I, I will say that I did the same but, thing as Tommy. I was a one, years, two, three show. One, two, show. One, two, show. And you know that's, what? You said I one, two, up, show. Oh, well, one, two, show is different than rock, paper, scissors. No, that's the same thing. That's what Tommy's saying. It's the same. Like you're count, the, you show it on the third, on the third count. No, I, under, so I, I understand. I as a child to doing it your guys's way, which is a horse manure way. There's not four options. There's three options. You let out on the third count. Three yeah, options. What are you talking about? I'm talking no. about there's rock, paper, scissors. There's not four. There's only three. Oh, but why would you say it on scissors? The game isn't scissors. You don't want to be like scissors. One, two, three, boom. <laughs> That's what you do. One, two, three, boom. Exactly. One, two, three, you boom. It. It's already out on the field. Hey! <laughs> done himself. You love to see it. I had to, I, if I had to guess, I knew Breach was going to go that way because he says rabbit ears for quotes. He says all sorts of stupid stuff that doesn't make sense. I say bunny, bunny ears. Thank yeah, you. He's very like, much. he's like, we put, he's like, in bunny ears, like for air quotes. Like who, I mean, who does that? He also says Belichick or no, Bill, what does he say? Balichek. 
And he also says, oh, did I delete Tyler? Well, let's not overlook the fact that Brinson broke the first rule of marriage. You don't announce your wife's age on a podcast yeah. after she turns 30. That's well, 40 is a big one. There's tons, of, there's tons of stuff that Breach mispronounces. Yeah. By the way, Breach, 40 is the new 25. We need to have there. Brinson read off a list of European countries and see how many he gets correct. So make sure and check out in the feed prospect <laughs> rankings for every position. Uh, we have, we break down literally every position, position <laughs> by position, top five, top 10, depending on what it is with different experts, guys who know what they're talking about. And if you want to hear me mangle some words, go listen to the prospect breakdowns. I, mm. There's mangling, baby. All out NFL draft coverage next week. Oh yeah. Final mock draft Monday. We'll have a big prop show. Hopefully we'll be able to find some value. There has been a ton of movement on these props already. It's wild how big these markets are, how much prop stuff you can bet on out there. And it will be interesting to see just how, uh, how we can find value with as, as, as long as the market's been open. Of course, we've been talking about it throughout the podcast. So hopefully people have been listening. Bold predictions, burning questions and immediate reactions each night after the draft. Very excited for that. My actually, my wife is leaving town with her, some of her friends to celebrate her birthday and to hang out you know, in a post vaccinated world. And, um, where are they going? Asheville. Oh, yeah. if AK needs any, uh, restaurant recommendations, totally hit me up. I'm sure you and she like the same vegan food. Um, we the, might. but the problem is she's not, she's leaving Robbie here on Friday and she'll be here Thursday for the Wait, first it's just time. you and Robbie for the draft? For Friday and Saturday, the draft. Sort of a problem. You get, are you going to babysitter? I don't know what I'm going to do. That there was, seems like a lot. The draft is a lot, man. You gonna sit the kid down and, and I'd just, almost rather deal with him on Thursday. You know, <laughs> like you can like sort of get through Thursday. What's his favorite movie? You're gonna have to play it on a loop seven times on Friday uh, and Saturday. Yeah, my mother-in-law is just to take him, and now she's she's balking at it. So, uh oh, maybe so. she's gonna watch the draft. And that's why. Maybe so. Maybe she'll be. Maybe she'll be on in Cleveland. So maybe she'll, maybe she'll be on our six-hour Twitch stream. We should have a trivia contest right now. Whoever wins gets to babysit Brinson's kid. That's an interesting contest. Uh, before we ever wins. On. So you win the trivia contest and you get to babysit Robbie for two days. Breach isn't great at making trivia contests. Uh, but before we move on, I, I don't want pretend to, ask, to be. I want to ask Debo. Debo, what do you do on the rock, paper, scissors? Cause we moved on too quickly from that. I'm with, uh, with you and Brent. Okay. Rock, paper, yeah. scissors. Yeah. And most of America yeah, and get out of the here, world. Breach. I'm actually Breach. It's team Breach, team Tommy Tram, Tran. And of course, Chris Hassel would be on that team for some random reason. Chris Hassel says, do it the dumb way. He also hates mac and cheese, which is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Now, I don't – that is bizarre. You can say – I don't mind if you're like one, two, one, two, three, and you go on three. On the – No. That's that's what I do. I don't but – No, but you don't because you go rock, paper, scissors. That's stupid. <laughs> no, I do one, two, three. I was saying you that never Tommy – You Tommy never Tommy said that. Tommy does that. Yes, you Tommy, never said that. I was saying what Tommy said, rock, paper, scissors. I do it on the same count is what I said. So when you play, I don't use you, the same word. I want, I want you to play right now. Do, a, do what you do. One, two, three. Okay. This is, this feels like a lie. Like you've been shamed into doing this and you no, changed it. That's, that's, I, I, I said I did it on the same count as Tommy, not the same words. You can go back. Check no, the no, no, no. In fact, in fact, you said something else. You said there was like, it was like one, two, snarf or something very weird. I can't remember what it was. What'd you say? It wasn't, it wasn't three. One, two, one, two bunny go. ears. What'd he say? What'd he say? 
one two rabbit ears, but yeah. ears. What did you say, Breach? You said one two something. Wait, let's just move on. Oh no 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 no! What did you say? <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't remember. You don't go. On I know the answer is one two three. All right. Sorry to bring it up. That's Breach, fine. Breach is wrong. I can't believe me and Tommy Tran are the only two people at CBS Sports and who Hassel. know how to properly play this game. Do yeah. uh, by the way, do, do uh, Devo, uh, since your mic appears to be working just fine. Uh, are you, where do you fall on the, wow, Nick Sirianni just told us that he spends his time with prospects playing rock, paper, scissors, nothing burger or massive red flag? Like I said, I'm trying to keep a, a positive headspace. Still haven't read the <laughs> athletic article. So, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that was great. Things with Sirianni, I'm not overreacting. His introductory press conference, like everybody freaked out about that. I didn't freak out. Uh, I wish I was a little bit more encouraged by him. I wish he sparked a little bit more um, excitement in the fan base, but that's yet to be seen. His press conferences have not been great. Which is fine. Like, if you can command the locker room, I'm fine if you're not outstanding with the media. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's actually a good coach. I don't care about the... I don't, the rock, paper, th- scissors thing doesn't bother me. What bothers me more about rock, paper, scissors is that Breach is doing it the way he does it. Yeah. I, I just want it, to do I'll it. be honest. I'm on the website of the World Rock, Paper, Scissors Association looking for the official rules right now. I'm doing literal research while you guys talk about this nonsense. No one else in the world needs to do research because it's one, two, three, shoot. That's <laughs> why right. you say it on shoot. You don't, you certainly, I don't know what kind of, geographical, weird geographical place Tommy Tran grew up in where you said rock, paper, scissors. Like, that <laughs> makes no sense. All right, moving along. Anyway, yeah, I, the, the Sirianni thing, you don't want to judge a coach just on his press conferences because that seems silly, but coming out and like saying you're going to be smarter than everybody else and you're going to establish this culture that's like, you know, that's, uh, we're going to, we're going to have an intellectual edge to it. And, and he stammered through the, you know, he's like, we're going to do things like, uh, like, uh, uh, and then you come back and say, rock, paper, scissors is what we do. And we get prospects in there to see how competitive they are. Look, you know, uh, you, I mean, if you, you know who's like, going to have the last laugh if the Eagles win the Super Bowl next year, Nick Sirianni. And you know, who's going to be playing rock, paper, scissors during their combine interviews? Everyone else. That's right. Look, I mean, I'd much rather have him stammer through and actually follow through on those things than have Chip Kelly just like nail the press conferences and be super impressive and, and talk this big game and then fall through on everything. So. Sure. I, look, I, again, I'm not saying you want to, ju- I'm not saying we're judging him. I'm just saying that the, I don't know, the rock, paper, scissors thing is, is kind of bizarre. Like that's, you want, that's how you tell if a prospect's competitive. But they never played it before, and they're weirded out by it. Would you rather be a pen or pencil? No, also, exactly. sure. What kind of what kind of vegetable are you? If you were a vegetable, what kind of vegetable would you be? You got to say eggplant, right? Isn't that the right answer? <laughs> we didn't bring this one up, but that's um, not the right answer, Ryan. B oh, Mac okay. followed up, and he said the Bears had asked, uh, "Does he prefer his food from the microwave or <laughs> from the stove?" Which just seems like a, a clear answer. But how would you guys answer that? Do you prefer your food from the microwave or the stove? Yeah, like cooked in the microwave or on the stove. I prefer the stove, 
I mean, but if I'm in a hurry, I'll use the microwave. Yeah. yeah. That's, For that's further stove, thing. use the microwave. If right? my wife, if my wife is doing it, she'll put it in the stove because she hates a microwave. If I'm doing it, like I will literally throw a chicken, like a whole chicken inside the microwave. Just in, that <laughs> See, with that question, with that question, it sounds like the team wants to know if you're lazy. Like, oh, you're a microwave guy. All right. Oh, yeah. Do you, we're not, we're not drafting you. Well, but yeah. it costs to be, are you efficient? Huh? Yeah, but do you want to eat a rubber chicken? <laughs> I mean, that's the trade off. <laughs> right. I mean, the stove is clearly better. I think if it's like a, fr- if you have a frozen meal, do you take, because it's going to take 45 minutes to get it. You have to prepare early. You have to start cooking it 45 minutes ahead of time. Whereas if you're starving, right. you can cook it in four minutes in the microwave. And I always think to myself, man, I should throw this in the stove. I'm, like, I'm not waiting 45 minutes for this Amy's burrito bowl or whatever it is. When's the last time you think some of these elite college prospects have prepared their own meals? That's the other question. I mean, maybe when they went home over the summer and they were on their own. But even so they, they, they may have gone to Chipotle. We don't know. I'm assuming that you're saying that the answer they want is stove, right? Who the hell knows? I mean, what kind of question is that? Is the bigger, like, pencil or pen? What are we talking about? Crayon. How about that? What? Uh, that's a little too outside the box. Don't like people who color outside the box. Get it? Oh. the lines. Go ahead. Answer, ask a question. You have stuff to do. Oh, you mean a mailbag question? Yeah. All right, guys. I would just like you know, I just did a BuzzFeed quiz about which vegetable I am, and uh, I'm a carrot. There you go. All right, Ryan, I would like you to do a BuzzFeed quiz real quick, too, please. <laughs> Send it over. I'm sending it. We can start the, the mailbag, and uh, Wilson can fill out the quiz. Oh, that is a good question. What what would you like to be in? A casserole, a salad? If you were a vegetable, what would you want to be in? <laughs> Soup, salad, casserole, sandwich, ratatouille, or pizza? I'm, I'm sorry, Wilson. Now the mailbag's never going to start. This might be the episode, Wilson. Brinson's going to miss his wife's 40th birthday. This is a disaster. All right. Uh, well, here we go. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'd rather be in um. I think I'd rather be in a, in a wrap. Uh, a wrap would be a good choice. Well, there's a lot of questions, so you need to fill it out. If we go through all of them, that's going to be a separate podcast. Choose a vegetable that isn't popular. Lotus root. I don't even know. Daikon. I've never heard of these vegetables. Oh, it's Wait delicious. Finally, choose a word to describe you that would could also be used to describe a vegetable. Tender. Fresh. Oh, I'm rotten. <laughs> I am an onion. <laughs> I don't know, man. Who cares? All right. Let's go to the, let's go to the mailbag. From a five, from a five star man. This is from Ray from Iowa via Apple podcast. Wilson, just chime in whenever you figure out what vegetable you are. I was getting whooped in Madden again. It made me think back to better days when they had a rewind feature so you could redo one terrible play per game, like throwing a pick or giving up a big play TD. If I could do that for a game in recent ish memory, the boys, the Cowboys are walking out of Green Bay with a W in 2015 because Dez caught it. And that team could have beaten Seattle and then New England, maybe. Would love to hear one play that you change. I will first ask you guys, were the Cowboys to win that game in Green Bay? Would they have gone on to win the Super Bowl? I don't even remember. who. So who did – what year was that? 2015. So I God, who ended up in the Super Bowl that year? You had to refresh my memory. Seattle uh, and New England, man. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, they're, they're not beating the Seahawks. Because remember, Russ then beat the Packers the following week in the NFC Championship game on the, in overtime. Because that Seahawks team, obviously. And, and then the Malcolm Butler But, but also that Seahawks team was trailing big time. And this was the 2014 season. Against that me, Packers team. Yeah. That was the one where the Packers blew, like, the, the two-touchdown lead in the final three minutes. 
against the Seahawks um, the next week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They they had the lead, and then the Seahawks came back and beat yeah, them. Yeah, that was the Seahawks lost to the Cowboys at home. That that, that was correct. Like, the Seahawks never lost at like they just didn't lose home those the the first three or four years Russell Wilson was there, and that was one of their very very few home losses. That is uh, correct. Turning, right. yep, that's yep. right. Uh, Demarco Murray, 28 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown in a 30 to 20 23 victory over the Seahawks in Seattle. Not prime time. Jason Garrett beat Pete Carroll in Seattle. What a world. So yeah, um, I think it's possible. I, I'm not going to go so far as to say that Jason Garrett would have outcoached Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know if they're getting past the Seahawks, but that's just me. I think they beat the Seahawks and then lose to the, the Patriots. Also, this is a good time to point out as I, as I like to that Jerry Jones once told, I believe it was Mike Silver that after the the eve of the to the 96 Super Bowl which is the last one the Cowboys appeared in and won that he prayed and said if, if god god dear god if you give me this super bowl i promise i won't ask for nothing else ever again no nothing else and so the big guy handed him the super bowl and <laughs> haven't given it one since so maybe be careful what you ask for jerry anywho what uh breach i'm going to start with you here because i have to assume that your moment involves uh, the Bengals getting their backs broken in a Super Bowl. I mean, I don't even want to bring it up. Uh, you know what is funny? I could have said a Super Bowl because both classes were, were close, but it wouldn't be Joe Montana to John Taylor. If that doesn't happen, the 49ers are in field goal range for like an under 30 yard field goal. So they probably tie it. It goes to overtime. So taking that play away doesn't guarantee a Bengals win. So I can't use that game. Uh, the game I can use is a game I don't even want to bring up because Ryan brings it up at least once a week and rubs my face in it. And it is the same year, uh, the Bengals Steelers playoff game, not the Carson Palmer one, but the other, there's two of them. There's so many of them that I have to clarify which one I'm talking about. And the play I would get rid of is Jeremy Hill's fumble with one minute and 26 seconds left. It's not the Vontez perfect craziness. It is not the Pac-Man Jones unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. 30 yards and penalties on one play. It is the Jeremy Hill fumble with 90 seconds left. If that does not happen, the, the Pac-Man stuff doesn't happen, the Vontaze Burfick stuff doesn't happen, and A.J. McCarron somehow escapes with a playoff win against the Steelers. Uh, so that's my play, Jeremy Hill fumble. Mm. Celery. Uh, so here's the deal. Um, I want to make Breach feel a little better about himself. I would change that Ryan Finley debacle that we all had to sit through. <laughs> How are you going to lose to that, that, that backup quarterback? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of texting back and forth with my wife about what time practice is for my son's tennis practice today. So this, this is the whole thing that I'm dealing with. How do you lose to the Ryan Finley? Nobody debacle? cares. Uh, well, I'm telling you why well, I'm sort of distracted. This is what it's like to work with Princeton every day. So, uh, here's the other game that I'm going to go to. The, the, more important game, I suppose, if you, unless you're on the hook for a Ryan Finley tattoo. Uh, again, we're going to go back to the Packers and it involves the Seahawks. Ooh. And it's the January 2015th playoff game where Mike McCarthy, every single time that the Packers got down to the one inch line, had Mason Crosby kick a field goal. And of course they lost. I think they lost the game in overtime, right? On that crazy play to end it. <clears throat> but either way, I'm reading the, the recount of that story and Packers facing fourth and goal at the six-inch line in the first quarter. McCarthy kicks field goal. Packers facing fourth and goal at the one-yard line. 
uh, on the very next possession, uh, field goal. So they were up six, nothing and eventually obviously lost that game. In the second quarter, the Packers faced fourth and one at the CX 22 yard line, kicked another field goal. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Packers fans for as, as happy as they were about the Des game probably were just as frustrated about how that played out, uh, because Mike McCarthy did what Mike McCarthy does. And by the way, after that year off, Mike McCarthy appears to be the exact same coach because he had issues last year with the way he was calling games for the Cowboys in terms of being way too conservative. Mm, indeed. Uh, I will give a, uh, a good answer since that one was terrible. <laughs> the, you, really? That's it? That's your, that one? They, they should have gone. I'm sorry about your life as a Steelers fan. You're like, I want to change the Ryan Finley Monday night. I mean, I guess the tattoos. Oh, oh, well, here's the other one. I, I mean, that comes immediately to mind is the, the game in which they were down 500 to nothing last year against the Browns. Uh, in the beginning of the uh, fourth quarter, they punt, they punted. Go for it, you morons. Like they're, uh, they're reeling. Yeah. I don't even know what it would have cut it to that point, but if they had gone for it on fourth down, they would have gotten it and they would have won that football game. Cause it, what was it? 28 to nothing inside, whatever it was, whatever it was. There was no coming back. I, I mean, mean, you you wouldn't take back the Tim Tebow touchdown pass in overtime. That was twenty. Mm. That was twenty fifteen. Oh, I think, right? Oh, it's twenty eleven. Oh what is going uh, on with you, Wilson? What are you? Did you he's my, distracted. You take no. a shot. Did you take a? I think that Mike McCarthy one's pretty good. Uh, we're, we're in the midst of draft season. Wilson is full. He's got mock drafts running his head like sugar plums. No, I, I mentioned Ryan Finley. Like last year, I mean that team. They should have beat. You not lose. You shouldn't be down twenty to nothing. Or whatever it was to the Browns. The Tim Tebow thing, I mean, it was not fun to watch at the time. You know, but the whole point is the guy was something like for your own team, something that pains you. Oh, like okay, change one team. play. Well, it's I, not, I, yeah. I started with Ryan Finley. I think that's a great place to start. I, I, mean, I think that's fair because he has to get a tattoo. Um, yeah, but I was just thinking in, in the broader terms as well. But yeah, uh, okay. My answer, and you don't have a team, so how can you even take part in this question? <laughs> Well, for, I've I've rooted for football teams in my life. The I'm football team. This, I'm going to tell you about this Philip Rivers story that really still hurts me. Go ahead. That is that is that is actually correct. Um, uh, well, first I was going to I was trying to think of something. I thought of a Braves uh, like a it just reminded me of like a Lonnie Smith base running era in the '91 World Series. Like just go back and change that, and all of a sudden maybe the Braves win a bunch of Super well, a bunch of World Series. Uh, but for football, I thought of the Panthers Pat Super Bowl. I was trying to think of something extremely egregious, but I, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, no, there's a kick out of bounds. Who was yes, kicking the, John kick Casey the kicked it out of bounds. Yeah. That, that would be it. Don't kick it out of bounds. Maybe Brady doesn't get in military field goal range. Maybe the Panthers, maybe the Panthers win the Super Bowl. So that was, uh, that was the, yeah, that's a great call. I knew there's something. I was just forgetting it. So I, that was one. And then the other one was the Marlon McCree fumble, uh, back in, uh, the 2007, after the two, 2007 season, so it would have been 2000, no, sorry, 2006 season, 2006 Chargers in 2007, six minutes and 24 seconds left in the game. Chargers are leading 21 to 13, fourth and eight. Tom Brady throws a duck into the middle of the field. Marlon McCree, part of that awesome Chargers defense, easily snares it. And he takes off running and Troy Brown strips him and the Patriots recover. And then they, Brady tosses a touchdown pass to Reshe Caldwell with four minutes and 40, 40 seconds left. They run off the, the fake, you know, the, the, the fake snap to, I think it was Kevin Falk who runs in for the two point conversion. Pats get the ball back, kick a field goal to go up and then make Kading maybe the kicker. This is a 54 yard field goal and the Chargers lose. If Marlon McCree simply bats the ball down. The Chargers probably win that game and probably go on to win the Super Bowl because they were one of the best teams of football that year. There you go. So that was 
That was okay. You guys don't seem to really care about that one. I do. I was just thinking there are so many plays. Like I'm sure, like Vikings fans, like literally any kick in our history, we would love to have back. Blair Walsh against the Seahawks. Gary Anderson against the Falcons. Yeah, I mean the bad teams have a lot of these. You know? I know. I know, but it's like what if what if a Patriots fan came out and said, "Ah, oh, you know what? I would change is the the David Tyree helmet." It's like shut up. Shut up. You're not going to change anything. You got six Super Bowls. Shut your mouth. Yikes. Anything, we change it back the other way. You it. you try to ask for something changed, you get something changed on you. There's two helmet catches in the game. That's yeah. what we change. No, we flip it where the John Casey doesn't kick out of bounds. Or uh, what are the, the Super Bowl they alleged? They alleged Malcolm Butler. Allegedly <laughs> cheated. Yeah, you don't get Malcolm Butler. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch runs it. Or... You know, I was going to say the Patriots got their, they got, they gave up the helmet catch. And then between the Russell Wilson interception at the one and the crazy Julian Edelman catch in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, they had plenty of plays go their way. I don't think they can really complain. Everyone, the the only Super Bowl that they've won that hasn't been insanely close was the first one over the Eagles and the Rams. That was a close game. I mean, it was, but nobody thought the Rams were going to win. By halftime, it was pretty clear the Rams could not do anything. Their first three were all decided by three points. Yeah, it's a three-point Super Bowl. What are you talking about? Even the one, even the second. The Rams. Just, what are you talking uh, about? They beat the Rams by double digits. They beat the Eagles by three points. Uh, the one you're I, thought talking you, about. I thought I thought you were talking about the Rams, the first Super Bowl. No, no. The oh, second. the second Rams Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. It was still a close game though. Right, I forgot well, they played the Eagles and the Rams twice. Yeah, they did. All right, moving along. Unless Wilson has any more random moments from NFL history that he wants to bring up. No, thank you though. <laughs> I feel like you're being sarcastic. Mail, I am. Mailback question slash Bengals dunk opportunity. Oh, we love it. Mm. From Dana42 via Apple Podcast. If you ever need a reason to dunk on Breach, just mention the Bengals indoor practice facility GoFundMe. He handled Bunny years, by the way. Yeah, he handled a link to it. <laughs> I, I, did you guys visit the site yet? I did. No. It's <laughs> amazing. Three and a half months. <laughs> Debo. They have been doing this. Oh, Debo, can you put this up on the share? Let's see if we can share this on the He's screen. He's frantically trying to see what it looks like, as am I. No, no, Debo's uh, doing it so he can put it up as, as part of the shared screen. Three and a half months. Some Bengals fan has started this three and a half months ago. They are looking to raise $12.5 million. The goal they set on there is that if each one, each one of the 500,000 Bengals followers on Instagram of the team's official Instagram, which is surprising they have that many, I just figured the Bengals fans weren't smart enough to use Instagram. Um, if each one of them donated $22, they could get to $12.5 million pretty quickly to give the Bengals a practice facility. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Brian, do you know how much money they've raised? Have you looked yet? I have looked. Uh, okay. Breach, have you looked, Breach? I've looked. I do. Uh, so everyone knows. They've raised $72. <laughs> Now, in the fans' defense, that's seventy-two more dollars than the Bengals have raised trying yeah. to put together an indoor practice facility. So this is like a big thing in Cincinnati. The Bengals are the northernmost NFL team that doesn't have an indoor bubble. Like I live in Nashville, the Titans have a bubble. We are five hours south of Cincinnati, and the Tennessee Titans have a <laughs> indoor practice bubble. So 
you know, and there's been a theory that one of the reasons the Bengals have struggled in the playoffs is because they're practicing outdoors in January trying to prep for a game when the team they're playing gets to practice in a bubble. And if the Bengals do need a bubble, you know what they do? They go to the University of Cincinnati. They have to bus over there. and They're going to a college. You're taking a college team's bubble because you're too cheap to buy your own bubble. It is literally insanity. Uh, I, You know, hopefully they eventually get a bubble because it seems like the decision makers have gotten a little brighter over there, but it just blows my mind they don't have a bubble. And so you guys can always dunk on me with this GoFundMe, and I will just uh, take the dunk to my face. Oh, ho, ho, <laughs> up high, down hard. hard. Is this the thing that went viral? Is, is, is anybody talked about it? Or is this? Uh... Well, the practice facility has been a talking point for a long time, right? Breach of lack of coaching staff, like a lack of weight room. It's been everything, hasn't it? Well, yeah, but once they got, I mean, they have a real nice weight room now at Paul Brown Stadium. They have. Uh, you know, is whatever. it nicer than the weight room that the women had in the NCAA's? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it, I think so. Okay. I think good. so, Wilson. Um, but it is, you, they still don't have this indoor practice facility that pretty much every other team has. And it's just mind boggling. An NFL team just doesn't fork over the money to pay for this. So let me ask you this, assuming you know, cause Mike Brown, the Brown family is on the team forever and, Presumably the reasons for the lack of infrastructure compared to other NFL teams is that he's cheap. But if clearly they're working in the, in the black, is he just cheap and that he wants to make as much money as possible? Or is he like having trouble turning this into a, a financial windfall? I mean, if you can't make money off it, I don't think he wants to do it. He looks at it like, Oh, well, I'm going to pay three million. It doesn't cost twelve and a half million dollars. I think these things cost like three to five million. And he's thinking, why would I invest that kind of money for something we're going to use like 15 to 20 times a year? It's like my dad. Yeah, exactly. I'm not paying for that. (laughs) (laughs) We got, uh, we, I say we, NC State had one built recently and it ended up taking up a ton of parking, a ton of tailgating parking space. I think it is a pretty attractive thing for a team to have, but it matters more for, I mean, I guess it matters for the pros because you can practice indoors, but I think it probably matters more for, college because it's a it's an attractive recruiting tool yep we can take it off we can take it off the screen now Debo, if you want uh anyway uh, but it's also an attractive recruiting tool for for free agents in the nfl you don't want to be thinking you're in cincinnati it gets cold there in december you don't be practicing outside every day and getting pneumonia do you think when the free agents come by they they uh, drive over to the cincinnati indoor practice facility and try to use that as a selling point I think when they get there, they're sitting there talking to the coach, and they're like, all right, now can you show me the indoor practice facility? You're looking at it. Close your eyes. That's it. Do you think that happens? I don't know if that happens. No, it's a joke. Jeez. Captain Literal. All right. I'm trying to tweet out this. I'm trying to tweet out this. The GoFundMe. The GoFundMe. Uh, All right, moving along to the next one. Oh, and uh, sorry. Uh, Well, that was weird. Um, Danny asked as well. I love the pod though. In all seriousness, I can relate as a Seattle Mariners fan to the Bengals plight. Best NFL podcast. Awesome NFL podcast. Never miss an episode. Mailbag question. Let's say the Bengals go 0-17 this year and decide to fire their entire coaching staff right down to the equipment manager. Then they decide to fill the entire staff with pick six super friends and podcast regulars. Pete, Brady, RJ, JJ, Bryant, and whoever else I didn't think of off the top of my head. Who gets what job? Thanks, Darren from Newfoundland, Canada. Newfoundland, Ooh. number one. And number two, Darren, I shouldn't have corrected the way your hometown is spelled because you didn't even include me in your list here. 
You're not. What, well, I you, think he assumes we're on the list because it's to us. He knows yeah. who does the mailbag. You're not a regular. You're I'm not. Offended. You're a super friend. Okay. He says. He says entire staff with pick six super friends. That's the three of us. And, yeah, but and look pod- at the coaching staff. I'm not on the coaching staff. That's what I'm looking at. Oh, he didn't do that. I filled that out. Oh, you jerk. Where am I? Sorry, I Darren. Didn't, I, I, I didn't. Take- I didn't. I was. I was trying to build it out. I take I, that back, Darren. That as always, it's Brinson's. Yeah, I, I'm the, I, made uh, my, I made myself the head coach. <laughs> that's why I had a little, I had some concerns about where Darren was going. Well, that's what I was going to say. So like, who would be the head coach out of the, uh, is it, is it Prisco? I mean, it's, <laughs> it's got to be you or Prisco, but if it's Prisco, you know, we're running the ball 70%, learn the game. That's all he's going to tell us every practice. I think Prisco is the general manager. I don't know. I think Wilson, see, well, I think you're was, the general manager. You're see, the they said, well, no, 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 Pete would be the general manager, I think, but they said fire the coaching staff. So I didn't know if he was including front office there. That was where that, I sort of stopped halfway through because I got a little confused. I had RJ listed as sort of the Ernie Adams. Like I want RJ up in the, uh, up in doing, the, R- RJ's up, running the analytics department. I want RJ man. up in the, up in the box with like a binoc, with binoculars, like explaining what tendencies are going on and how to adjust on the fly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that Pete would be the problem with Pete is as the head coach, he's not going to let his coaches coach. I think he has to be the GM. You mean? His, All right, yeah. we'll make Pete the GM. But then Pete's, then Pete's. Uh, you know who could else be the GM? Then Pete can fire everybody. That's not really great. The other GM could be uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Scott Pioli. <laughs> I don't know. Does Pioli count as a regular? He's been on the podcast. Oh, that's true. He's a CBS uh, regular, but right, he's on the podcast a lot. Okay, fair enough. All right, so Pris goes to GM. I'm fine with Brunson being the head coach because I want to watch that that fire fest burn down. I'm just going to manage. I, I look, I got quality people underneath me. Do you I'm think Brady and BMAC are going to work for you though? Like, will they be okay with that? Yeah. I mean, they're getting paid an offensive coordinator, defense coordinator salary. Yeah, I mean, I think what? Brady would definitely try and like let me pull put it to a, you in terms you, of some sorts. I was going to say, let me, let me put it to you in terms you can understand. Do you think the offensive and defensive coordinators for the Browns are happy playing for Freddie Kitchens? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who else would you potentially use as offensive? Like who, who would be the head coach? I just think you have to have Brady and BMAC as the play callers. No, they have you, to be because they know the intricacies of the NFL better than anybody that comes on the podcast. It, I think if you played in the NFL, you understand it better than anybody who didn't, obviously. And so I Am- think that has to be the answer. Emory's the running backs coach because he's a former running back in college. Oh, that's a good call. Um, who else do you have on the show? JJ. I think JJ has to work in the front office. I will be the assistant GM who actually has more power than ever. And actually, I'll be the owner. That's what I feel like. <laughs> no, I'll be the, uh, I'll do the, whatever the scouting stuff since I don't have a place on the, on the, on the game. You can day lead roster. up the scouting department. No, yeah. I was going to let, I would, the reason you and Pete aren't on here. Is because I didn't know if we we're going to do just coaching staff or include Too the front late. office. My feelings have been hurt. There's no walking this back. This Wilson is the coach of another team in the AFC North, and he's going to crush Brenton. That's what it sounds like. And our first signing is going to be Ryan Finley, and we're going to beat you with with Ryan Finley. <laughs> and then you have to get a tattoo. I love that this question is about the Bengals because they're it's a completely believable situation <laughs> that they go zero and seventeen, fire everyone. They're like, you know what? Let's just hire. Let's go. Let's go a different route here. Let's hire a podcast group. They're like, ah, eh, we're still paying Zach Taylor. Let's just hire these podcast guys for nothing, and then if they don't work out after a year, we'll be able to have, we'll have the money loosened up to hire a real coach. <laughs> Uh, hey, I got, yeah. I got one, one, one quick question for Brady. All right, Ryan, if you were, if there was no front office, if there was no front office, 
What coach what, would you want? What job be? would I want? Yeah. I don't know if I want to be a coach. Uh, <laughs> I sort all. of, I sort of thought about making Pete the equipment manager just so like everybody could pick on him and he right. had no, and he had no recourse. Like, to, uh, to get back. to take it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, what do I, maybe I should be the offensive line. Like, what am I going to do? I don't, like, I have no well, idea. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. There wasn't, there's not a whole lot of great slots for. I would be fine being the guy that, I know this doesn't happen. This only happens in college. Oh, I know, I know who you can be. Who? You can be my get back coach. Oh God! I would be. I would, you got to. You have to grab my shorts every time I'm running on, on my no, pants. Every time I run on the field. You know what I would be? I would be the the push out coach. I would push you out to the traffic. <laughs> Walking down the street, Wilson shoves me in front of a bus. <laughs> Whoops! So, Breach, what do you? What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow saying that he thinks Zach Taylor's going to have a long, successful career in Cincinnati? Like on the on the believability scale, is that a one to ten? Where are you? Uh, that's a four. You know, you put the quarterback on the spot. He can't say anything else. He can't be like, God, this guy, you should have seen. We blew a few leads last year that <laughs> would have been not blown if we had a competent coach. But, you know, oh. like I, I've been saying, I'm not completely against Zach Taylor. I wanted him back oh, for God. a third year. This is the make or break year. That's it. <laughs> Again? If, no, it was never. I, I never thought they would fire him after year two, that he was going to get a third year, and this is it. So it's you put up or shut up this year. That's Ooh. that's how I feel about it. I think that's how. All right. Joe Burrow probably feels on the inside, but on the outside, he's saying this guy's going to be here forever and we're going to win 12 Super Bowls. By the way, again, my apologies to Darren for thinking that you made this list. It was Brent's fault, so I don't want you to. I mean, I, I do believe that you have to go into this. If you're Joe Burrow, you have to go into this, or any professional athlete, you have to go into the season believing you can win a Super Bowl with your team as it's constituted. I, I know that's probably not always true, you know, like, I'll, Which, I'll mention his name again, Freddie Kitchens. No one believed that team was winning the Super Bowl. Freddie Kitchens did. A team no, had, he didn't even. I'm, I'm just saying that I think, I think that like 90% of these professional athletes, I mean, maybe in NFL, it's different teams. Like somebody goes to the Jaguars, you're like, look, we're not winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know, like we're just not, we're you're not going to win. You're saying that, but the reality is that, you know, it's not a good football team. I mean, okay. Anywho, let's. Here's, the, here's the, here's the test. If Sean McVay is coaching the Bengals, are they winning more or fewer games than if Zach Taylor coaches the Bengals with the exact same roster? That's my point. Many more. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, Zach Taylor, somebody pointed this out. Like, Zach Taylor is not even a real like, – nobody cares about the fact that Zach Taylor is 6-25-1. and one. Somebody does. No, nobody cares. He's won six games in two years. And nobody seems to care. It's like, well, hey, yeah, there, it's the Bengals. He beat the Steelers. So he's got that going for him. Yeah, he's got a tie. All right, coming up and, after and the I break. I think the other thing about the Bengals, the stat that was thrown out by uh, Warren Sharp is that over the past two years, the Bengals have held a lead in 24 of their 32 games, and he somehow only won six of those. So it's like he's competent up to keep the, the team in these games. They're not getting blown out. You know, I've said all along that the Bengals are fun to watch. Our games are fun to watch. They just end up losing. So you got to figure out how to not lose. <laughs> That's the director from the Yellow. Figure out how to not lose. Got it, Coach. Yeah, good call, Coach. Okay, coming up after the break, what would we like to what so, what aspects of soccer would we like to see football incorporate? We'll tell you next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. 
With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So Josh from London says, hi, guys. Love the show. As a Brit, fairly new to the NFL world, it's great to hear a podcast that has the banter while also being very informative. Thank you. I'm sure this question has about as much chance being read out as my nine-team NFL accumulator coming in. That's the UK word for parlay. Accumulator, I like that. But here goes. If you guys could take one thing about soccer to improve the NFL, what would it be? And vice versa, if you could take one thing from the NFL to improve soccer, what would it be? For context, this can be anything from a rule change to the way teams are run, et cetera. All the best, JB. So this is, by the way, if you leave a five-star review, we're getting to that question. Much better chance than a parlay. Really more like a sort of a, a money line against whoever's playing against the Bengals, like minus 200. <laughs> minus 200. <laughs> Who's playing minus, I was going to say. The Dolphins. Uh, so I immediately thought of, how about this? Man, you did your homework at this time. Amazing. I know I did. I don't know what was going on. How about this? Games start on time. Like the game, if the game is scheduled for three o'clock or one o'clock, the game starts at one o'clock. And what the other thing. No. Does it not start on time? I guess football is okay about it. What are you talking about? What game There's always like a pregame lead up. Just start it. Oh. All right. Well, that's, uh, the, I liked your other one a lot better. What other one? The rest of your sentence that you're, I don't want to steal your. Oh, exactly 90 minutes. I just mean that soccer to me, the, the beautiful thing about soccer is that you sit down at three o'clock to watch a game and it is, Kicking off at three o'clock and it is 90 minutes long and there's no just commercials. 90, no, no messing around. Yeah. No commercials. Just, just get the, get the sport in. They take a long halftime break and then you get the second half. It's, it's, that's why it's fun to watch. Um, yeah, no, the 90 minute thing, I would love that because, uh, we would not be podcasting during the season at 2 a.m. We'd be podcasting at 9 30 p.m. Uh, and, that's uh, what you think, Wilson. There would just be more windows, more TV true. windows. There'd right. be a There'd game be- kicking off at 10 p.m. There'll be five games. That's a good point. All right. They'll get there eventually anyway. Uh, any, what else for soccer, Wilson? I'm going to take the controversial angle and go with VAR, which is the soccer version of instant replay, but everything is, um, under review in VAR. And the funny thing is, even when they VAR stuff, they, they, it's so like, uh, down to the hair of the leg of the person who may or may not be offsides that that sometimes gets people fired up, but at least it would be right. Although VAR sometimes isn't always right, but I think the idea of being able to instant replay everything as opposed to just a random assortment of penalties that you may or may not think are important. Um, and I will say this, um, soccer officials and lines people have done a much better job of not immediately calling a player off sides. They let the play unfold, which is equivalent to just blowing the whistle dead on a fumble or whatever that isn't a fumble. Eh, let's see what happens. We can always go back. That's the whole point. Um, the other thing I would do, I'd love to see a a super league. <laughs> nice, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we got you, Champions League rules, uh, fuckers, it. yeah, boy. Um, 
My son's very into saying, yeah, boy. There you go. My one rule for each league. I would like the NFL to steal this from. I would like the NFL to relegate teams. That would hurt me the most. I'm a Bengals fan. But you know what? You need an incentive to win. If you get relegated, you don't get a cut of the huge NFL profits because you're down in the B League. Uh, so that would be costly to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. And then for the NFL implementing a soccer rule, I would like to see goalie kind of goal, a goalie type person allowed on long field goals. So like, you know, you have a guy back there receiving the kick. That guy would be allowed to jump up and block it uh, if he can. You know, it's funny, though. You talk about the, the or ironic even, the idea of relegation is that maybe that would prompt Mike Brown to spend more money to stay in the first division as opposed to going down a division where he would lose money because there's not the, as big of payouts for, for being not in the NFL. I like the idea of re- relegation. Right? Reese isn't listening to my point. Well, that's okay. I like it. You have no idea what I just said. What did he say? He said something. See, you got to be better about that, Breach. That's that's like the thing that I'm the best at is looking like I'm not paying attention or listening, and then being, but actually hearing what you're saying. I was I, reading the replies to Brinson's dumb tweet about the Bengals. What a dumb tweet! It's a good tweet. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't think of anything. I, I, I. It's not like I didn't do my homework. I just didn't read the classic Brinson. I, I didn't have any NFL to soccer stuff. I don't know exactly what I would do for for that. Any suggestions there? No. I'll give I'm you all my not. suggestions. I'm just trying to think how you would incorporate football stuff into soccer. Make the ball oval. Ooh. It is, then it's just rugby. Everyone has to wear helmets, but same <laughs> rules, everything else. You can only use your hands. You can't use your feet unless you're a kicker or a punter. <laughs> Put yard lines on the field. Put put a, a post above the goal in soccer, and if they hit it with the ball, it's worth a goal. There you go. See? The, the possibilities are endless. Mm. I should be the commissioner of soccer. Is that a job? No. It, it is now. It should be. Give me okay. that job. Okay. Moving along. Great question, though. Thanks, Josh from London. Best NFL pod in town. Love the insight, banter, and tangents. Bronson but also whoever else is on for this one. Best bang for the buck bourbon. Just found myself an Eagle Rare out here in California for just over $30. Buffalo Trace can be found for 25 What other bourbon should I be looking for in that price range that tastes better for less? Thanks, guys. Well, the answer is nothing. Like, if you're getting Buffalo Trace for 25 bucks, you're just not getting a better deal than that. Well, that's but, yeah, I mean that's just a great deal, and it's a no, great. No, I, I was actually I was saying that's interesting, and I've told you guys this before, but I'll tell the listener this: my accountant runs uh, a little side hustle called BreakingBourbon dot com, where he wait is that re- actually your accountant? Yeah, yeah, he's been doing this. I've been breaking, breaking bourbon's huge. I told you about this years. Ago. I know you've told me about it yeah. for years. I know so they, they started it on a whim. Just buddies talking about it. They have a podcast, but anyway, they do all this bourbon, and I said to him like three or four years ago now. He says I have so much bourbon in my house. He has two young kids, so I'll be serving this bourbon in my kids' weddings. 15, 20 years from now, where they get married. But anyway, that's a, that's another place to go. But I was saying, that, oh, that's interesting, not to you, but because when you go to breakingbourbon.com, you have to click and say, yes, I'm 21 years old before you yeah. see it, which I didn't, I didn't realize was a thing, but it makes sense. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry. I just want to give a shout no, out. To no, my, no, no, no. I mean, that's like, is he making, is he making good cash on this or is he just get a bunch of free bourbon? Well, he's an accountant, so I, he probably getting the most out of it, but I, that's, I don't ask him. They actually went to Kentucky and, and bottled, what do you do? How do you make your own bourbon? You, uh, barrel your own bourbon. So you do. Yeah. I think they, they barreled their own stuff a few years ago. Um, 
but yeah, he, he, that's a great resource for folks like Brinson. I'm not a, much of a bourbon guy. Are you a bourbon guy, Breach? Uh, I like bourbon. That's not, okay. I'm not, I'm kind of like everything. I like tequila, vodka. <laughs> I mean, if you, I like Google, if you Google bourbon reviews, the first two results are breaking bourbon. And they've been, they, they, you know, it was a sweet spot. Like, you know, we've been podcasting forever and we were among the first sports podcasts back in the day, but we stopped and started. These guys were yeah, front runners when it came to reviewing bourbon. Uh, and they started, I don't That's know right. how their podcast is, but I would imagine people listen to that as a lot as well. Yeah. I think every, I think when somebody comes out with a bourbon, a new bourbon, they are sending it to these guys immediately. Right. Exactly. And he says like they get, at least he told me back in the day a few years ago, like celebrities, you know, they all release their various forms of alcohol and they're, you know, they're, they'll love to have these guys review it because as you know, how this thing works, um, you know, once you, if you get it on the review sites and get a good review, that's, yeah. that's half the battle. Yeah. I mean, it looks like, I mean, they're basically, yeah, I mean, they have, just looking at this on here, they have, you know, they do a review like, I don't know, every couple of days. Oh, great. Yeah. Obviously, I don't. Well, also, if you go to this website, which we're now pushing, uh, you can look at the reviews based on how much each bottle costs. So you can put the price range in. And so if you're looking for something in the 20, yeah. this, the, is so, this, is, this site is so well done. I'm so jealous of this. It's a really good site. It's better. Yeah. So in that $20, I was going to say than anything you've ever done. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So you can put in the 20 to $29 range, I think is the, probably the wheelhouse. I don't know if you want to go under $20. <laughs> I had, uh, oh, I had, so here's, here's what I wrote down and we can compare it with what, what they have on there. So I wrote immediately. I said, uh, oh, Weller, which is W E L L E R. That and is in the 20 to $29 range. Nice. Weller is fantastic. Uh, nice weeded bourbon. It is in along the same lines as Buffalo Trace in terms of you can't find it here. It's just hard to get, but you know, it's probably readily available elsewhere. You can buy it online to be a little bit more expensive, but if you're out in California and apparently this stuff is readily available, Weller would be my first choice. I wrote down Evan Williams single barrel as sort of a sneaky option. It's people think Evan Williams are like, sounds like frat, frat bourbon, you know, like a, like a, or like college bourbon. That's twenty nine, twenty to twenty nine dollars as well. There you okay. go. Yeah, it's it's and it's that's I can find that at the ABC store. They here. actually recommend here. This was going to be the one of the. I'm in Tennessee. One of the big brands here is George Dickel. Yeah, and that is uh, our friends at Breaking Bourbon said that's one of the best you can get for twenty five dollars and under. There you go. Uh, yeah, two bull, two uh, on bullet B U L L E I T the Washington Bullets. That's probably maybe even under twenty. Bullet is just a really good house bourbon to have. Ooh, this is on the 30 to 39. Maybe they've gone up in price. Okay. I, my brother-in-law recommended that to me five years ago as, as a cheap bourbon that even someone like me might like. That's under the tw- 30 to 39. Interesting. Uh, Buffalo Trace falls under 30 to 39 too. But so, and Eagle Rare does too. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, four rows, oh, I see four rows of small batch. That's a great bourbon. Probably be 30, it's in the 30, probably $35, something like that. That's um, you got it, thirty to thirty-nine. Yep, uh, I wrote down four rows of small batch or single barrel, and they also have a small batch select, which is like fifty-nine, forty-nine, or fifty-nine, I think, which is really good. But yeah, single so barrel select is yeah. come on, come on, forty to forty-nine. There You're you go. Thank you. I drink a lot of bourbon. High <laughs> West 
a little bit different style, not a Kentucky or, or Tennessee style, but instead Colorado whiskey. And they have several different, several different high West styles. That's probably in the, it's usually 39 99, maybe. It's 40 to 49. So maybe it gets, yeah. To, so with tax, you're okay. probably in your forties. Yeah. And then I also wrote down if you, if you're sort of easing into bourbon <laughs> and well, you don't, you know, you don't want to go into like wild fire up wild turkey 101 and get your right. face blasted. Uh, I, I love. Basil Hayden, H A Y D E N, basil like the leaf, two words, and it's a, uh, it's, a, it's probably thirty dollars, thirty five dollars maybe, but it's a, a. There's a uh, bunch of basil Haydens, the bourbon, the dark rye, the two by two Caribbean just, Reserve, just the, the regular one, but it's it's uh, the proof is a lot lower than your normal bourbon. This is under the forty dollar category, so I don't okay, know. yeah, that's probably right. All right, but so uh, one of our mailbags in June is just going to be us taste testing all these bourbons. And you'll see us progressively get drunker. Maybe as I'll get the show uh, goes on. Maybe I'll get Breaking Bourbon not to join me on the podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Get him on here. Tell him to send us the bourbon. But Chattanooga Whiskey ninety one also on here as one of their good values between thirty and thirty nine dollars. I love. I, I've been trying to buy a lot of Tennessee whiskeys and not the national stuff, and that is one I also like. So I'm glad to see that on the list. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, uh, you know, I went to high school in Chattanooga, right? What is a uh... private school, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's, where is, I didn't see Blanton's on here. Is Blanton's special reserve there? Mm. If you can find Blanton's, that's the way to go. And you should be able to find it out in California, I would think. I only see the special reserve, the special reserve, which is $48, but there's a regular Blanton's that is cheaper than that. And I don't see it on here. I see there's five blades. There's a Blanton's single barrel, Blanton's gold, Blanton's straight from the barrel. Interesting. There's no, um. Interesting. Hmm. You got to get Ryan to, to drink the bourbon and get the tattoo the same night. There you go. Oh, I like that. Devo's good at, uh, multitasking. There you go. That's true. Man, this, they have reviewed a lot of bourbon. Yeah. I am so jealous of this. Why didn't I think of this? It requires hard work. I don't know if that's a stumble. It requires, I mean, drinking and writing. I'm good at those things. At the same time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how many, how many articles I've written drunk? Uh, I will say this. The funny thing is, like, my, my accountant, as you would imagine, is very straight laced. He isn't someone that you would imagine going around drinking bottles of bourbon and being sloshy. He's always, you know, very sort of. Like oh, I would, thing. I would, I would assume that the, the thing is, if you're doing a bourbon review site, you're not drinking, like, most of his bourbon, he has, like, he, most of his bourbon is probably, you know, like, like he's not chugging bourbon. He's not slamming right. back bourbon. He's tasting bourbon and then moving on to whatever his house bourbon is. If he's, you know, oh, he's, I see. Yeah. what's he saving it for? No, he's saving it for people come over. He's like, hey, you want, to? I mean, t- you know, when his friends come over, they're not like, hey, bring- you, want some, you want some wine? What should I, what should I bring? Uh, yeah. Just show up. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Garrett has, um, some friends in his neighborhood who are big bourbon guys. And yep. so when he gets together with this group, they all bring a bottle and these guys all somehow have Buffalo Trace and Blanton's and, and all this stuff. It's ridiculous. Uh, Old Forester, I would add too, is pretty good. I've been drinking some of that. They've, that's been popping up around here lately. So highly recommend that as well. All right, that's the show. Great mailbag as always. I hope everybody has a great Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday for Mock Draft Monday for Breach of Wilson and um, Brinson. See ya. 
Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus.